yeah, Jedi I see, room. I see you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> J- Japanese cherry blossom. <laughs> my dad was born in Japan. My grandpa stayed there for seven years. Really? That's how I met my grandma. Nice. She was in the woman's army. He was in the man's army. I'm curious. How they, was how was the relationship uh, natives versus you know immigrants with with especially with military? Um, can you can you speak interesting that? because you know. If you look at the pictures of my grandma and grandpa, like, um, like my grandpa would go place and they would let him in the door. They'd be like, "Are you Puerto Rican? Are you what are you?" And he'd be like, "Indian." And this, you know, the other black guys would be like, "Just say you're black, man. Just say you're black." And you can see, if you see my grandpa, he had he's five foot four. The hair was curly, curly. Eyes are green. You know, he could be. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know what he was. He could be Puerto Rican. He could be whatever. That's my crazy. grandma though was five uh-huh. eleven. Light skin, long hair down her back. Like, you know what I mean? Back then, everybody was a nigga. You a nigga? <laughs> what are you? You a nigga. <laughs> that's, right? That's, and so, like, my grandpa, on my grandpa's side, we owned Indians. We owned slaves. Now that we've more researched it more, um, we think it was the Indian woman, her husband was the half, half Indian, half black man, hmm. and the other slave was her son. Really? Because when you read the government documents, it was like they made her account for him, and she was forty-five. The slave was fifty, fifty-ish, and the the other slave was twenty-something. So to me, the math right there just tell me, you know, and on the paperwork it tells how hot, how tall they were, what their description was. Um, you know, it, you know, it, America's complex, and I think we're never really going to be able to really hear that, right? If you could only put mulatta, black, or white on your on the census for fifty years, what were a lot of Indian folks putting on their on their census? On the documents, it says she was a woman of color. On another document, it says she's Indian. Another document says she's mulatto, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as far back as like eighteen twenty, our families owned a farm in various areas of North Carolina. So, as people of color, in mm-hmm. regards to slavery, do you not get emotionally triggered because because it's a system. <laughs> Okay. It's it's unfortunate, but it's a system. So when they talk about, well, black people own slaves, they're not lying. There's thousands of records showing there were black people who, because that just was what it was, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you if you were a free black man and you had land that needed to be worked, you had slaves. Right? So people, people really get... Um, now, what makes people pissed off, and it should be, is, is slave owners were repaid money for lost property. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how our family still owns this land right beside the Choctaw, Miss, uh, Choctaw Indians in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. That's how we still own uh, 50 acres in the mountains near Eastern Band of Cherokees Reservation. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like folks were able to keep their land. But people don't want to talk about that part. Yeah, that would go against the narrative of. It, yeah. All the black people suffered. Yeah. What about all the black people that were the funeral power owners, the doctors and all that stuff in the 19th? They still rich to this day. Yeah. Some of the senators you see that are running in Congress right now, I forgot that one light-skinned dude name. He like a Barack Obama. His family was the only funeral directors in the East Tennessee mountains. So his dad, his uncle, his other, like they ran it for a hundred years. Segregation was the worst thing ever happened to them because mm-hmm. they, they pick up bodies from everywhere, everywhere. on the East Tennessee. Gotcha, gotcha. So, you know, when people try to make this whole thing of like, everything was horrible and it was so, so long ago, you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so I want to ask you this. Um, Are we live? Huh? Are we live? We're live. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know. Listen, you like, didn't oh, let me do no intro. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I wanted to ask you, 2022 moving forward, um, how does it look to you 
for black men? It's going to get worse. Y'all the kings now. (laughs) No, I'm I'm going to start off right. So here's the thing. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Erica, from the Classic Climb blog. If you don't know who I am, I'm the author of Smartphone Millionaire book, How to Invest in People, Businesses, and Real Estate from the Palm of Your Hand. Um, I do this content because I love doing this content, and I'll break down what I think is the best steps for our community. Now, what do I see happening? Um, listen, you want to you yes, wanna, want me start off, yes, want me start off punching? Yes. Okay, well, listen, here's the problem. It's like we got a snippet of what's possible, but we like the drama, right? It's like the dude that's a good dude, but he likes Bonquisha. He likes the drama. So we see you can own businesses, you can have trucking companies, you can do all this other stuff. You can have a business, but no one wants to do the boring businesses. What are boring businesses? Towing. Uh, plumbing, electrical, construction. People want the sexy stuff. I'm going to own a trucking company. A bunch of men are going to drive for me. and make all this money. Right? I'm going to own a credit repair business. I'm going to own a, uh, you know, um, uh, you can do trade lines with your credit cards. I'm going to do all this stuff. I'm going to be like Him 500. Right? So, and I'm being really honest. If you look at Him 500, Mr. Mr. Two Weeks Workout, right? He's a personal trainer that sells all this online stuff. Black men know it's possible. I already know they're going to chop me up in here, but black men know it's possible. Start businesses. Go live your life. Go do what you do. But unless it's sexy, unless they can stunt in the process, they don't want it. And that's what's going to hold us back in the next 10 years. More than ever. Because if you just prime example, Kevin Samuels, I love using an example. When he was roasting dudes, anybody trying to hear that? Anybody trying to hear it? He's roasting women, and then he's still telling men, hey, y'all need to be making more money. Oh, damn. Like, they ignore that whole part of the conversation. Like, I don't want to hear that. And you can't blame racism for everything anymore. Like, this internet has shown you more than ever. Like, you literally, if you learn a skill tomorrow, you can go apply for a job tomorrow and go get it. Because they're so short of workers, right? There's there's no really conceivable reason why 50% of black men in Chicago are unemployed. Right. And there's a reason I'm doing my show later talking about how they're going to come get y'all. Right. Not not jail, but that IRS, because they ain't stupid. Why do you think they're going after Zelle and Cash App and Venmo? I hit five thousand. I used to hit five to seven thousand dollar limits all the time on Cash App when I had when I had the truckers driving and had my family members. And when I went to my accountants and they white, they were like, oh, my God, what's, what's all this? You can't keep running money like this. Where's this going? And I'm like, it's a it's a payment service. What are you talking about? Like. Cash App's fine. Venmo's fine. They'll, they literally look at it like the banks do. This is drug money. Where's this money coming from? Like, where's it going to? Right? Fintech to us is normal. It's, it should be the normal. But in banking eyes and IRS eyes, they still think there's funny business there. They still think there's funny. They think something's funny's going on. Something, something shady's happening. And that's what you guys have to understand. That's what that's what's coming down the pipeline. If you were trying to half play business, this ain't the time. It's time to get real serious. And unfortunately for our community, if it ain't sexy, they ain't doing it. What is the bare minimum that people should have ownership wise? I mean, just the basics, the bare minimum. What, 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 would, you, what would you say? The basics bare minimum, like if I want to do a line, um, a bank account, a business bank account. And I'm going to tell you why that's, that's going to blow your mind. A bank account, a business bank account. 
Next is a HSA account, which is a health savings account. Okay. You put up three grand into that. If you're single, if you have a family, put up the seven grand into that. You get tax write-offs. Why? Because the government's trying to incentivize you to have health care. Well, with the HSA account, guess what I can do? I can go get massages. I can go buy cold medicine from Walgreens, CVS. I can go get acupuncture, chiropractic. I can do a lot of things that fall under this HSA. This was a way for the government to make sure that people, the money still moves around. You get a debit card from Fidelity and you start paying for your own health care and treatment. Like they're phasing everything to, I don't know what's y'all problem, why y'all ain't figured this out yet. Like, it, like DeFi on steroids. And what does DeFi mean? Just everything where it used to be super traditional, mm-hmm. blown up, mm-hmm. right? And we'll get to that. But, right, said business bank account, personal bank account, HSA. A stock account. Now, people are going to say, Erica, oh, the stock market's rigged. This, this, that. I don't want to hear that. If you buy Nikes, you should have one share of Nike stock. If you shop at Walmart all the time, you should have one share of Walmart stock. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the, here's the tricky trick, what I was trying to tell people. M1 Finance, if you have $5,000 in your account, they'll give you 20% of that in a loan. Right off the rip. No credit report, no credit check, no nothing. Mm-hmm. So let me just give you a hypothetical. Somebody take $100,000. Because they made the money this year in e-com, the bank ain't trying to give them no money on no loan. They go put 100K in, the, in that M1 finance account. What's what come back to them? 20K in a loan. So now they had 100. Now they have 120. Keep running their business. Keep running their business. There's so many ways that it, that the whole space, like I could go buy, you know, $10,000 in particular type of crypto. I'm not going to go choose today. And I can get a loan on that money. There's literally newspaper articles where Hispanic people who are here in this country own a business. No bank will touch them. No bank will loan them. They go put their money in crypto and then take a loan. Now they have a track record. Second, second PayPal, Stripe. When I, I put the title of my video coming up later today, why are they going to win out of this? Because they've been, they've been known what was up. They've been given loans. PayPal, Stripe, if I make 25K this month, Stripe will come back and say, hey, you want 25K loan? We'll, we'll take uh, 15% every time you get a new sale. So I've been able not once, not twice, but seven times get a 50K loan from Stripe. I've been I've gone to banks for years, and they look at me like, 50K? Well, Miss Williams, can you give 20? Can we give you 15K? Baby, Stripe just gave me 50. Why can't you give me 50? What's the interest rate on, on the Stripe? Um, I'd have to go look at it, but it's okay. it's pretty low. Okay. It, what they what they charge is a, uh, a a flat fee, right? So let's say I get 50. They're going to charge me a flat fee of four grand. Just flat fee. And then they're just going to take 15% or 20%, depending on which one you choose. You get a, a range out of every sale you make in the future. But you have to hit a certain number of, of sales through them to be offered the usually okay yeah usually i mean let's just tell i'm telling you like this i know people who hit a good month and they offer to them the next month hey you want to talk about okay because y'all have to really do the math here what i'm if the average american 76 percent of americans are making three grand a month and you come through stripe making 30k yeah come on it's and that's what's wrong with the banks the banks are behind right so now we said the hsa account this account uh, course insurance, you know, you get them under, people get, hey, want to talk about that. Um, another thing is, and this sounds crazy, silver and gold, just a little bit, just $100 a month, just something that's like t- coins, tangible. Mm-hmm. Next thing you should own is a car. 
Now, first thing, people in New York, New Jersey, oh, you don't need no car, man. You know, our transit system's so great. Listen to me. What's coming in the future, right? You did a great video on the Uber and the geomapping. And what I want you to understand is, I remember listening to NPR record where the guy's like, oh, yeah, in the future, you don't have to worry about it. We'll just have these cars come pick you up and take you to work if you want to go to work outside your home. And he said it so smooth. I was like, if you are any kind of person, like, um, trying to be careful, there's a law they just passed for the kill switches. I heard. In every vehicle. Right. Now, what happens if I'm driving through traffic and they say, no more, nobody driving after 9 p.m.? And all cars in this area are cut off at 9 p.m. Yeah. So I don't want to kind of, <laughs> I don't want to scare you, but I'm saying there's a reason you see all these people owning these old trucks and keep working on them. On these old cars and keep working on them. Those things are inventory gold. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, our friends back in Fayetteville, North Carolina, they had this old little grass was overgrown. It was an acre lot full of old BMWs. And I'm like, why she keep, she ain't selling none of these. These are some junk. She's from Korea. Her husband's black, military. She said, I tell the, I tell the bank these are worth, you know, we look at them, they look maybe five, seven K. She says, I tell the bank they're worth 10 to 12 K, Kelly Boo Boo. And I've got an acre full of them. So she was able to get loans. She was able to apply for her family because she needs workers to help her work her car dealership to come over. And I've seen, and never since she told me that game, I went, I'm here in Texas and I drive by. And it's like 10 raggedy rundown car dealerships. I actually decided to just pull in and see one of them one day. Just see. And it was some Middle Eastern guys like, hello? Like, what are you like, like, what are you doing here? This ain't no real car shop. Right? So they inside on computers. It's a it's a room full of computers. They not in there selling cars. What they doing? They're doing something else. And so um I'm listing off the things you need as a person, but the fact is you need a business. And that's why I said the business bank account, because they're going to go to a place where everybody's 1099. No company owns you benefits. No company owns you retirement. What are you talking about? You, you're a free agent. You can leave any day. Right? And so this is what uh, people really don't like. People don't, people don't like this. I just lost one of my employees. And I wasn't even sad about him leaving. Because he's older and his thought process was like, well, you should give me benefits and we should be having some kind of retirement plan. And we should have, I said, sir, sir, I've got multiple businesses here. Everybody in this office is a 1089 shooter. What are you talking about? Right. That's not the future. But there's a lot of people not ready for that. So what I've learned is I could go right now, say the job I'm paying you is 60K a year. Mm -hmm. I could offer you 40K a year with benefits and you take it. Of course. Right. If I offer you 60, is offer things on you. Nah, man, I can't do it. If I offer you 40 and I got you health care and benefits, I got, I got you. And companies know that. They know well, that. Isn't that what a society dependent on less government looks like? Isn't that what people yeah. complain about? Government, too much That's government intrusion. About. Okay, so they're going to give but you. Think about, think about all these California folks coming over here. First thing I hear from California, there's not enough benefits. How come the services don't pick up from the house when you have a doctor's appointment? Because you damn grown. That's why they don't. There's a bus stop. You want to get on the bus? Get on the bus. Come on now. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, next question. Um, mm -hmm. Politically, black women, who is their direct opposition or direct threat moving forward in 2022? Honest? Yes. Latino and Asian women coming up in those spaces? So not no, not, not, not other men, just uh, their, their, their threats from other women. Y'all... 
Y'all don't want. I don't. Y'all don't want my feelings to hurt y'all feelings. Yes, I'm gonna have please to. hurt us. Hurt us. Yes. We, we, I'm not worried about no black man running anywhere. Damn. I'm gonna tell you right now. I've been to CPAC too many times, and every every year at CPAC they looking for. There's got to be some black men in here that we can run. We can prop them up and run them somewhere. Maybe two. It'll be a room full of black people, conservative black people, business owners, full of black women. Like that's the thing. People think CPAC's full of black dudes with white wives. CPAC is full of black men who are cops. CPAC is full of black men who are just Republicans, old military dudes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the movers and shakers, the people that they can kind of mold and push are women. I was approached twice, two years in a row. Hey, listen, and I'm going to say the company's name. I'm not worried about them finding this. Cool conservatives out of Texas, central Texas. Hey, listen, won't you come run in this county over here? Won't you go ahead and get you a house over here and run in this county? I said, well, who, who am I running against? I look up, everybody on the seats is Republican, only one Democrat. Guess what he is? A Latino family businessman. I said, so you're going to want me to come over here. You're going to prop, they were going to spend $5 million in advertising in this region, prop me up and me run against the only other Democrat. So if there's black people and Latino people in the area, who are they going to vote for? Yeah, the people. Right? So if you can get, if he can rally enough Hispanics, I ain't got a chance. But if you black and you new to, you new to Texas, you black and you from this area of Texas, and black people ain't never really ran some of these small Republican towns, uh-huh. they, they doing the math. That they'll get some black people and they'll get a bunch of white people who are Republicans. Okay. Do, is it your, your belief that black men just don't see the value in the politics, especially in local government, you know, when, when it comes to your CPAC experience? Let's, let's just go like this. If I, and, and, and this is black people in general, I'm going to hit it on both sides. We're, we're starting 10 years later than everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's just go there. So if I'm a black guy, I'm spending 18 to 25 sports, women hanging out, clubs, goofing off. And then I finally go, well, shit, I need to go to school. Go look around at colleges. You'll see a lot of older black guys at college. Hey, I just got my GI bill. I'm going to go to school now. I got this, whatever, right? So now, if you really want to go there, um, I had cousins even come out to the military and people offered them engineering jobs. And they were like, man, that's, that don't seem fun. My uncles literally almost slapped them. Like, what'd you just say? Man, that seemed boring every day. That seemed real boring. I'm thinking about doing trucking. We done sent you to the military. We done got you a house. We done got you a car. This guy's giving you a job. You didn't even pass your test. They're giving you a year and a half to pass your test, and you're going to make 60K a year. But you want to go drive a truck because that seems more fun? Come on now. Come on, man. Like, like again, we have black people who are in this. Everything's got to be damn fun. Everything. All day. Fun all day, right? So let's just go there. The majority of my friends that were 35 and they were black, let's go there. They were just now getting in the tech. That's why I bring on so many Tech Tuesday guests because the polling shows mid-30s black people are like, tech, I can get paid more. My friends have been in tech since they were 21, 22 years old. Entry-level stuff. They've been making 100K for 10 years. So when they want to go on vacations all year long, hey, Erica, let's go to Spain. Hey, Erica, let's go to Portugal. Hey, let's go to Cabo again. They've been making 100 grand for 10 years. They've already made a million. The average black person is making 30K a year. So across the 10 years, you only made 300,000 while that person's made a million in the same time frame. 
That's why when people come on the internet and try to argue with me about, oh, you're always talking about money. You're always talking about making money. And I said, listen, that's, that's the one place. And I don't know how we, I don't know how to say this in a nice way. Um, Diamond Day said something the other night and it was perfect. If, if, if they trying to keep us out of a space, that's exactly where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Where do black people, they like, hey, here's some rap music. Here's some music. Here's some trucking. Here's some this over here. Here, here, go do this. Hey, you want to be administrator? Hey, you want to work at the school system? Everything that don't got no money in it. And I'm going to just go there. That's where they want us to be. But when you start talking about crypto, talking about working at Coinbase, talking about working at these startups, talking about working at tech, start talking about actually working in banking, not just a, a teller, but actually lending money, actually hard money lending. Mm-hmm. Come on, man, pay attention. Businesses, listen. There was a, and we call it, they would call it a scam, but I call it people getting smart to it. For a long time, they'd only approve, SBA would only approve black people for salons and barbershops. I remember. I remember. And so a lot of black people, they started doing a survey. Every single one of those black people they approved for a salon had a second business. They were never in the barbershop salon. They were using the SBA because they knew the racial bias and they went and started another business. They knew it was already in the system. They knew it was in the system. <clears throat> the racial bias was already in the system. So they knew it. So they just went on with, okay, cool. You're going to do that. I'm going to do this. And, and that's kind of where black people have to pay attention. Like, if they keep trying to funnel you to these low-income businesses, why? Why? When I go to an event with Ryan Stuman up in Dallas, and every single white guy in there literally took a $20,000 credit card, Hired one guy to move fake phone calls and hired a guy who knows how to do ACs. And now they're sitting there with a, a freaking half a million dollar AC company. Come on, man. Like, like our community really doesn't really want it. Because it's not, it's got to be fun to want it. It's got to be fun, right? Like, I, I could come in here all day. The big thing people love hating on. Y'all selling courses. You're selling courses. Man, y'all don't know shit. You don't know shit. You ain't reading you won't spend $20 for a book. You know what I'm saying? So you're telling me, like, I literally have people in my comment section, well, I don't know if I can invest in that. I have to make sure it's a good investment. It's a $15 book off Amazon. Baby, if you have to, if you have to do pros and cons on a $15 book, you need to get off the internet immediately and go back to work. And people are like, Erica, you, you know, the capitalism. This is the best system we'll ever have. And you know how I know you don't travel? I've traveled to almost every single country since I've been 12 years old with my family. You go to other countries where people look like us like this, mm-hmm. regardless of what category they want to put themselves in, Dominican nation, whatever, mm-hmm. they are sex workers. They are domestics. Even when they're in Cuba and they become doctors, they, Cuba sends those doctors out to other countries. They talk shit to those people when they come. Brazil, when Cuba sent doctors, they were standing up and doing a line like, thank you for coming. And all of a sudden off the plane comes all these dark skinned black doctors. And you can see the faces of the, of the Brazilians like, what the fuck? And the joke in the newspaper was Cuba sent us a bunch of maids. This is in Brazil. So when people are like, oh, we're, I'm just going to go to Dominican Republic in Brazil and I'm going to get a girl. And I'm like, she's trying to escape a real system. You're, you're in America. She, listen, listen. These women already know you're a loser because you had to fly all the way to their country to get some booty. So they know ain't shit going for you. They already know you ain't got nothing going on. We already know. Right? And people are like, Erica, well, these white guys go on vacation and do the same thing. 
But that white guy coming back to an 80K year job, you coming back to 30K, it's not even the same conversation. It's not. It's, it's an excuse for escapism and fun. It's an excuse. Right? So that's why I laugh at some of those channels. Like, there was a dude over there on O'Shea channel, and no disrespect, he was like, yeah, I spent three hours a day studying Portuguese. And they were like, how often do you go? Like, once a year for two weeks? So you're taking three hours every day out of your afternoon to study Portuguese. You a six foot seven black man in Chicago, and you can't get no women in America. Brother, that's you, baby. Brother, that's you. Listen, I'm big as hell. And y'all call me fat and all the shit you want on the internet. I walk out my house. Men still come DMs up to me. Be lit. Hey, hey, baby. Hey, I love that hair, baby. I love them hips, girl. Girl, look at you working out. If I put a, if I post a workout video today where I do one deadlift with my butt in the face of the camera. Hey, girl. How you doing, girl? What you doing, girl? You know, I live in uh, Houston, girl. What you doing? Like, what? Come on, man. Y'all act like I'm lying. You know what I'm saying? Come on. <laughs> Anytime I post a video of me fasting or doing a juice, yeah, girl, you just keep them juices, girl. Go on, girl, with your, your fine self. I'd be like, come on. Hey, look at Logic Spear here. I love him. He did a good, <laughs> he did a good breakdown on one of his videos. I forgot what it was called, but he did a good breakdown. But but what am I saying, right? We we rambling. We cutting up right now. But the point of it is, is <laughs> the point of it is, is. Let's do the math. I started I started that ramble on courses. Why people get upset about it? And let's just do the simple math. If I come on YouTube and I have something to sell for $100 and I sell it to 4,000 people, how much did I make for the year? Put it in the chat. Come on. If I have, if there's 4,000 people and I sell to 4,000 people a $100 product, how, many, how much money is that? And so... Our community are on YouTube, but we're using it in the worst way. Mm -hmm. we're, we're using it to cut up and buffoonery and gossip. Nothing positive to the space. And so when somebody comes along and they sell something for $100, which $100, $100 is a dollar. If I saw $100 in the highway, I'm not fucking stopping. I'm going to keep driving. But there's somebody be like, oh, my God, $100. Jump out the damn car trying to get that $100 in the highway. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, <clears throat> so that simple math. Thank y'all for answering. Yep. No, no. Come on. 4,000 times 100. I believe y'all can do the math. I believe in y'all. Come on. Y'all got it almost. Come on, baby. Come on. That calculator on that phone got to be working. Okay. Okay. Ooh, Jesus. I see some number, not 40K. Who, who did that? Come on now, baby. Okay, 400,000. Yes, 400,000 for a year. So, <laughs> not so, a lot of people are like, yeah, you're trying to course hustle. You're trying to course hustle. What you have to understand is if this person sells a course and they don't have more value to actually give people, that shit runs dry. Two to five years, they'll be out of there. If they don't use that money to invest, they'll be out of here. And I've actually watched this one white guy on Instagram and everybody's like, oh, he the truth. I actually watched this stuff. I was like, y'all, there's 10 other black people I know selling the same thing for less because we're trying so hard to help the community, right? I went to an event and it was $7,000 and there were seven black people in there and they were at the event and I'm just going to say it was a credit event. I'll just say it like that so I don't name the company. And they were like, yeah, you know, I just really want to learn about credit. And I'm like, brother, how'd you get here? Oh, I use my credit card. There's like a thousand black people on the internet selling 
for $100, $200, $300, something that you're paying $7,000? Come on, man. And so this is what I understand. I can't sell anything cheap anymore. People are like, man, Erica, go up on her prices. Because it's psychologically, if I make it cheap, you don't want it. If I make it cheap, you're the worst complainers. Like every time I do a sale, like we, the new company I'm working with, I'm working with a marketing team, it costs them $6,000 a month. They're like, you can't do any more sales. I said, why? They're like, because it draws cheap people. It draws people who are going to complain the most. And without fail, I can tell you every week that I've ever done a sale, oh, I missed the coupon code. Yes, yeah, Wednesday and the coupon code cut off on Wednesday, but I need it. I can't, pay, I can't spend more than $40. I'm a single mama. Can I please get the coupon code? I'm like, ma'am, I, I think you need to focus on just working and just watch my free videos. I get that every week. I, I put out a thing for insurance adjuster. I brought my friend on and people like, <clears throat> this is another thing with black people. Well, you know, how much is it? How much? I'm going to make 10, 20K a month. How much you making right now, brother? Three? And you needed to make 10 to 20K? Come on now. That don't even sound logical. So I had an insurance adjuster on. And I said, hey, if all else fails, you know, I'll pay for one or two people to take the test. Now, the test is 150 bucks. Mm -hmm. Tell me why I had over 50 men in our emails, emailing our staff, seeing I would pay for them. You're a man. You're a man. 150, if I was a grown man, I wouldn't even put my hands together to type that shit. I would be out Uber, Uber, Ubering, door dashing, something this weekend to get 150 in a day. That's how bad it is out here. Th that grown man, like I was looking for two women. That's all I was going to pay for the test for two women. I had 50 emails from men. Men, hey, you know, I'm struggling. Can you pay for my test? Got your shirt off in your thumbnail. Showing me all your muscles because you be at the gym every day. But you don't got 150 to pay for your own test? Get the fuck out of here, man. Come on. You know? And that's why they be like, Erica, you, you being petty. You being petty. Why you, why you being petty? Because I've been on the internet for six years now watching y'all BS for six, seven, eight years. And then, you know, <clears throat> I mean, I've literally watched people that I think, you know, it, and I've told you this, that I think are talented. Mm -hmm that could make real money, literally come on YouTube every day and night crying about women and telling me they don't make no money. Well, first of all, your audience is negative. Your audience does not want to get better. Your audience is playing the victim card. Your audience ain't going to give you no money. It'd be one thing if you came out here and gave people a, um, a you know budget book or some kind of book to help them work through it but that's not what they're doing mm. and here's the funny thing so so when people say well she's she she must come from a single parent mama's no i come from a two-parent home and when my parents got divorced my mom got married again two years later so i've always had a military two military parents in my home i have over uh seven uncles all married i've got over 20 boy cousins half of them are married own real estate some of them own more property than me at this point and they're younger than me so the problem in our community is when people who come from two-parent homes and actually tell you what, what the future looks like when you need teamwork and you need, you know, you need some kind of, co you know, some teamwork over there. Oh, yeah, you know, you, you privilege. Yeah, you coming out here with your suburb talk. Y'all, 52% of black people live in the suburbs. So some of y'all out here really fronting hard and you're suffering from your own choices. Because mm -hmm. you lived in a decent neighborhood. You lived in, you went to a nice school. It's are choices you, at this are point. Are you using an hourglass to keep time? No, I just love it. I love I touching. Just like, I have ADHD, and if I don't, if I don't move stuff, I'll be in here like that's hilarious. 
Nah, okay. it's, a, it's one of those things. It's a, I have ADHD. I need to do it. Well, I want to ask you, how much wider does the uh, class division uh, amongst blacks get? How much bigger? Huge, huge. It's gonna be, it's gonna be like fucking huge. When I was working um, a couple years, well, not a couple years ago, when I was like in college, I remember like some chicken noodle soup or some stupid song came on the radio, and I didn't understand it. And this white coworker asked me about. It. I said, "I'm in the, I'm in the middle class suburbs, just like you. I don't know." This is poor black people's music. And they were like, oh, she said that. Like they were white liberals and they were shocked that I said those were poor white people's music. And um, and what I realized is like they don't understand there's a class that like like there's Tyrones and Pookies we don't even see. We don't even hang out with. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference is in black people, we got a cousin. Yeah, I got a cousin going to jail all the time. Like we know somebody. But I literally come from a family full of cops and military people. The one kid that went to jail, our family's like, what the hell's wrong with you? Like our families had group homes and we had kids in the group home that we pushed and pushed them into the military. You know what I'm saying? And so um, a lot of times this is a skew space, right? What's the number one thing you can say on the internet that makes black people clap like crazy? Man, they should be teaching stocks and uh, jobs and stuff in high school. Nigga, you 35. You still talking about high school? You still talking about what your parents didn't show you? You still talking? There's a 50 year old man on the internet talking about prom, his prom date. You still talking about when you went to prom and you 50? That means you ain't did nothing this whole time. You just been wasting years. That's insane. So you know, I I, I come from a way. I come from a, a a family of my uncle's gonna ask you what's your short term, what's your long term. I remember once one one uh, I broke up with a dude in college and I was home and it was Thanksgiving. And I said, my uncle said, well, hey, what happened to that guy? I said, man, ain't no good men out here. I got chewed out for 30 minutes because I was 20 years old. He said, first of all, you ain't old enough to know what a damn good man is. Second, don't be saying that shit in my house. I ain't never heard my uncle cussing like, but he didn't play that because he's like, that's an excuse. That's an excuse. So what these people don't have is grown men in their life telling, hey, baby, that's an excuse. I have one uncle. I'm not going to lie. Y'all Y'all know. I'm going to be, be real. I have one uncle who asks me every month, hey, how, how's the weight workouts going? How's the diet going? You know, you know, you're getting a little older. If you're trying to get married, you need to go on, go on do what you're going to do. And it's just a part of our conversation. It's not even disrespectful. It's in a complete loving way. Mm-hmm. But these people don't have anybody in their family to really say, hey, hey, uh, that's an excuse. Keep it moving. They don't have nobody. That's just what it is. They don't have nobody. Um, I had an offshoot question because you left a comment under the NU and young you uh, manslaughter video. And you Mm -hmm. said Asians are under (laughs) intense pressure. Can you speak to that, please? Asian community. So I I can tell you right now from the perspective of a military kid, most of my friends were half Korean, half black, half Korean, half white. And it was a running joke that the half Korean, half white kids were troublemakers. And I said, I don't understand what they're saying. And one of my Korean friends' mom said, said, our families hate us because we married black men. So we are harder on our children to make sure they don't cut up and do right. And when I look back on it, every kid I knew that was half black, half Blasian, they they went to college, they finished high degrees, they were damn doctors. All the half white, half Asian kids just, just struggling, struggling struggling and I didn't think about it but they have it in their culture this is very much a status system 
right? This lighter is better, this half white, half a thing. Like there was a whole YouTube guy that got thrown off YouTube. Um, he was half white, half Asian, and he did a whole channel. He got, I mean, like they were bombing him. He Eventually his channel got taken down where he kept showing court case after court case of half Asian, half white kids shooting up schools, violence, crazy stuff. There's even a study they did in California for 20 years. If the if the father was Asian and the mom was white or black, it didn't matter what the mom was. It mattered what the father was. Mm-hmm. The father was Asian. Kids did better, higher social skills, higher participation in sports, everything. If it was the reverse, everything was lower. It's a culture of performance. They're not playing with y'all. They're not playing with y'all. They, they come here to win. They family already talked like that family. I'm one of the families I'm talking to that the mom said that they called her, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and go there. The man was 31. She was just finished school 18. So her parents were like, who's this old nigga in the military trying to take you somewhere? So that's why when men try to play this, I'm going to go younger. Anybody with an intact family going to look at you like, uh, get your old ass out of here. And that's just the truth. That's just the truth. Nobody want to hear that, but that's the truth. Anybody with the intact family, father is present is going to be like, Hey, I'm not really happy about you dating this older man, but it is what it is. Right. Mm-hmm. So when she came to America, they called her all kind of N words, call him all kind of N words was really pissed at her leaving. Now, 20 years later, they want to leave Korea and they, they ask her, Hey, can you go ahead and put this name on this form? Cause if you know or not, if you're a military family, if you come and say, um, Hey, I vouch for these people, they, they're going to be good candidates to come to America. It's like a fast track. It's like chain immigration. Like when you're in it, when you bring your mom, your grandma, your aunt, your cousin, it's like chain immigration. Mm-hmm. Her father was like, I'll never sign for those people. 20 years later, this man, man his 50, talking about, they call me N-word. Dude, you took their 18-year-old daughter away to a whole nother country. And this man had a German wife before her that died. So they were already questioned. Like they culturally was like, that's nervous. He, why his wife died? What happened? Right? They had questions. So, um, the pressure in Asian culture to perform and really like outshine and really like, if you think we're materialistic, Asian people be Lexus drip down Gucci white Hennessy weddings. You go to the the wedding. Oh, you didn't bring no gift. I, I did. I bought a gift card. That's all you brought. Like, honey, it don't come to nobody Asian wedding. And you ain't put no money in that car. Don't come there. If you ain't bought no Hennessy bottle. Don't come there. If you ain't got a gift, that's expensive. They're not playing with you. Like I literally studied, uh, Korean for a little while because I was like, I'm gonna go live in Korea and teach English and stuff. When I first came out, my mom was like, Get your ass out of here. You ain't going no Korea. Like, what are you going to go over there for? Funny enough, I have two black friends, women in the military. They both got Asian husbands over there. So they know the standards are high. It's high, right? It, it, it just is what it is, right? Like, it's a mindset thing. It's a mindset thing. I see some of y'all comments. Y'all crack me up. So, <laughs> For you, which is more important, the family structure, the culture, or a little bit of both with the mindset? Or is, is it half and half? It's half and half because, you know, sometimes people can't, they can't change the family they were born into. But here's the problem. That family will influence your children and your grandchildren for years to come. Right? So, um, and, and I'll be careful here. You know, they're going to be calling me a bed witch and all that. I've had white and an Asian boyfriend that my family was more cool with because we were all from a similar kind of military background okay. than the one or two black boyfriends I built home. And they were like, where you find this old dusty Negro? Where he from? We like he from the project. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what is he doing? Right. And it, and people like, Oh, your family's being biased. No, 99% of our cousins are married to black people. 
there's one or two married to a Thai woman, one's married to a um, Chinese girl, one's married to a Puerto Rican girl. Overall, it's the culture, it's the family you're dealing with. Because if you have a husband who all he has is a mom and he's the damn uh, son husband, and anytime y'all have a problem, he runs home to his mama or he does, he gives excess money to his mom, that's a problem. Mm -hmm. So one of the dudes that I was engaged to that I called it off and people were like, oh, you're call calling off engagements. His family was Hispanic. He was half black, half Hispanic. He was, he was an engineer making 10K a month. He was spending 4K a month of his own money to pay gifts to his family. He was helping his mom and dad with their housing. He was helping his brother with his housing. He sometimes gave his grandma money. And I said, now listen, baby, listen, you can get a lot of house in Houston, but you're giving almost half your check to hold up the other half of the family. Yeah. And you don't live there. You don't live with your brother. You don't live with your mom. You don't live with your daddy. He's like, well, you know, you know, um, he blames 2008, like 2008 happened and it really hurt our family. Baby, that's been like at uh, what we were dating, what, 2018? That's been over 10 years. You can't keep blaming 2008 for where your family's been for all these years. What they're doing is milking the top performer. And that's not traditionally how Hispanic families work. Hispanic families, the ones that I've talked to and dated here in Austin, Texas, like everybody's, everybody's grinding. Everybody's taking care of it. Everybody's holding the whole house up. Everybody's throwing a little bit of money in where they can. Mm -hmm. His family was milking him. And I would, I would talk, I would bring him around other Hispanic people I knew, and they were like, "Uh, -uh. no, that's bad. Don't, 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 don't marry him. Don't marry him. Look at his family. Look what they're doing." And then when they find out you got some money, because when we first started dating, hey, YouTube was a little bit struggle, struggle, four grand a month. Then by towards the end, we was getting ready to get married. I was making like forty grand, fifty grand a month. I was like, "These Hispanics find out I got some money. It's a wrap." So had he was able to get away from his family, you would have. Yeah, okay. because he was super devoted. He was super devoted, super intellectual, but that was just it. It was like he had served in the military, he got his GI Bill, he went and took care of himself, but his family wasn't doing, they were draining him, and he didn't have the testicle fortitude to say, nah, it's a, it's a no, Bob, it's a no. Yeah. And I knew I would always live the life of the woman who took him away, the woman that took that made him be mean to us. Okay. And I was like, I don't have time for that. Okay. J8, they do. They send money to his Mexico, but they send $100, $200 a week. They ain't sending their whole half check of ten k a month. Right. And his parents really never went. They never, his mom went, his mom divorced the dad because his mom was working her ass off. She was working two jobs. The dad was like, oh, my back hurts and I can't do any kind of work. And they're like, well, can we find you something in a chair? Can we find you something you can do on a computer? He didn't want to do anything. Let, let me ask you, um, as far as the state of Texas, Mm -hmm. how, how long can they sustain this? The influx of, of new residents. The, Let me tell you something. I can drive out my apartment right now and go five miles down the street and it's nothing but a damn cow field. <laughs> and this is one of the most packed air. I'm in Pflugerville. I'm right at the line. of. I can drive right over here to the HEB. And once I go past HEB, it's a daggone cow field. We're still doing this in Texas. Up north at Orsies, they're going vertical because they don't got no more space. Austin, out of all the cities, is like this like this right we're still going like this like i can still drive 30 minutes and go buy uh thirty thousand dollar acre lots of land and build two houses on it okay like i can still do that right now like that's what i'm doing this year like i've completely switched my whole like me and nick taylor gonna do a whole trucking video but like all the money i'm making that i make off youtube and everybody can know every dollar every dime 
is going to repay debt. And two, uh, by like my ultimate goal, which I don't care if I share it here because people in my Roger 20% class know, is to find five acres and build a 120 unit apartment complex on it. Nice. And that's really just four buildings. Okay. It, it's not as hard as you think. I've literally gotten a group and partnered with a bunch of people. It's not as hard as you think. Um, it's really just, you know, getting the land. So basically the state is still whatever you make of it at, at this point. Oh, it's, it's wide open. I mean, like there's people come here. Uh, there's people that come here and literally within two years, like, like, I, I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. <clears throat> um, go look up, uh, go just go spend your day. Like, don't, don't take my word on it. Cause people are like, Erica's just making it up. Blah, blah, blah. Go take my word on it. Go out here and look on every YouTube video talking about moving to Texas. You'll read comment after comment be like, yeah, my cousin moved out there. And in two years, he bought a house. In a year, he bought a house. Oh, my God. You know, he bought some land. Right? When the difference is people go to Georgia, they in, in Atlanta partying and booty shaking every weekend. And then be like, it's too expensive down here. Well, baby, you, you didn't come down there with the right mindset? No way. So it didn't really matter. Um, but people come to Texas and they see it. They see the opportunity. They're like, shit, I can buy a house tomorrow. Okay. You know what I mean? Do you see a, a housing bubble crash for Texas anytime soon? Not in this part. It's it's when I tell y'all Austin, Nick Taylor knows what I'm talking about. San Antonio is still building a hundred and eighty thousand dollar house. San Antonio is so big, they're going like this. And they're still like houses in Austin, because we have this much space, are going for four hundred and fifty thousand. That's average. San Antonio is so big, it's going like this. And it's it's still they're still building a hundred and eighty thousand dollar houses. Tell me where in, 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 can you get that in America? There ain't many places. No, no. there ain't. And, and and so depending on where they build it at, on the edge of San Antonio, you got a USDA loan, no money down. When I first came here, all these and I tell the story every time on YouTube channel. I had some white friends. We were looking at this house. It was one hundred thirty-five thousand by Mavericks up here at Pflugerville, where the two stepping goes down, y'all. It's part. And that was a rental and it stunk. It smelled like dog, carpet was dirty. I was like, mm, I don't want this. You know, I want my dream home. You know, I don't want this. My friend's like, my white friend said, I will, he was my business partner. He said, I will give you $20,000. Don't mess up this house. I will go in half with you. Just rent out all the rooms. It's, it's four rooms. You get your own room. Rent out all the other rooms. Do your YouTube in your room and, and rent the rooms out. I was like, no, I won't do that. Three, <laughs> three years later, that house sold for $285,000. That same house now is going for 400000 And that's been a five-year window. To this day, I'm like, damn. Damn. That's stupid. That's stupid. Like, I have friends who bought houses in South Austin, which was the hood of um, Slaughter, if anybody knows what I'm talking about, okay. for 180 And people say, oh, you paying 180 for that trash down there? Now them same houses are going for half a million. And my friends, they're like... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> like they doing the two step shuffle in their house, right? So what people have to understand is there will not be a place in the future if you don't own. And and black people love getting on the internet talking about, well, you know, redlining and historical racism. And I ask them all the time, have you applied to get pre-approved in the past? Uh, stop, stop desk, stand up desk. Have you applied to get pre-approved in the past five years? It's always no, but they out there getting, go on any, go on Facebook. Don't take my word for this. Y'all can go see this stuff. Go on Facebook right now and look up every credit repair group. It's full of Negroes going, I got 800 credit score. Yeah, and they go, you ask them, what you gonna do with it? Man, F you, man. Why you trying to ask me what I'm gonna do with it? 
That's like why. they think that's the promised land. That's I got an yeah. under credit score. What you gonna do with it? I, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get more credit cards. How much you make a year? Thirty k, baby. They're not gonna give you hundred hundred band credit cards. They're yeah. not gonna do it. I, I had to get out of the trade lines because you just, had to. It, it was. I just couldn't. I couldn't. And, and you and, and this is the sad part. I'm gonna tell y'all the three people that's gonna make crazy money the next five to ten years, and you can take this and use it as your payments. Dave Ramsey, anybody affiliate with Dave Ramsey, any of his um, financial planner group people, because you can get signed on to be one of his people. Grant Cardone, and anybody raising capital to build apartments, because right now I'm I'm building, I'm getting ready to build three houses, y'all. And we did the math. The only way they make sense is at four hundred thousand to five hundred thousand. Even if I went in the middle of the boonies, it still only makes good sense at four hundred five thousand. So what does that mean? If I'm a builder. I ain't trying to bail no $200,000 house because it ain't, it ain't, the money ain't there. Right. It ain't worth it. And right, I'm struggling to get supplies. It ain't worth it. So what am I building instead? Apartment. I'm in a luxury apartment here in, in right at the edge of Hoogerville. We haven't had a maintenance team or a staff for two weeks. Like they all had, the hell they had to be in. Really, they want to be off New Year's Eve, whether they tell the truth or not. Right. right. Now, this same apartment complex had people for months not paying, right? When Austin did the thing. And as soon as Austin killed that, um, uh, what do you call it, the moratorium, mm-hmm. I saw 100 U-Haul trucks in this bad boy just boom, boom, people lined up leaving. So they sold. They sold the complex to another company. The next new company comes in. They realize these are brand new apartments. They don't need that much maintenance. We don't need as much maintenance now. So it went down from luxury to, to less now because they realized we don't need six guys on team. We don't need all these people. These are brand new apartments. Barely anything goes wrong with them. So just the small stuff you notice and care is going down. Like I was talking to another black guy here. He, he, um, dude making big money. Like I was shocked, but I started talking to him, making big money. He's like, yeah, I'm just waiting until I buy, um, this condo downtown Austin. That's like a million dollars. And so I'm just talking to him and he's like, can, can you tell how the services done went down? This is ridiculous. And I was laughing because I'm like, when I meet people who live in these type of apartments near this part of town, it's always they go waiting on their house to be built. They move into somewhere else. Anybody that's long-term staying here, it's because they have to, right? I worked in the apartment industry. The, if you have bad credit, let's just go there. If you have bad credit, you can get into new, this is something people put a note in y'all notes here. If you have bad credit and you move to Texas, they ain't playing with you, but you can go to new construction apartments and just pay a one month deposit and get in. Doesn't matter your credit score. Because the new construction needs the, um, the bank loan to finish. So the bank is only like finishing the construction loan as they lease up the buildings. So I would have engineers making 10K a month. They had a, a eviction on their um, they record from California. I'd work at apartment complex that wouldn't even let them in. So like, I don't care. They got an eviction. Because Texas is still old school in the mind. Yeah. Right. So you come out here and you mad because you're like, I'm an engineer. I make all this money, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're looking at you like, honey, I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) We don't care. You an engineer. Did you got an eviction on your go get go pay that eviction? And then they look at you dead in the face and walk and walk out. And so the money that was being made here is when you're coming here to Texas. And I've I've turned down nurses. I've turned all kinds of people making high money because they had an eviction or bad credit. Is to go straight to new construction, brand new construction apartments, get in there. They because they have to fill it up to get the contracts done. Okay, so before I let you go, the average person can go online and find new construction sites in whatever cities that they want to move to. Every as... city. Did okay. I finish saying what my three was? 
Grant Cardone, people raising capital, credit repair companies, and Dave Ramsey. And Dave Ramsey. Anything yes. related to Dave Ramsey. Why? Because um, you got two, this is a big spectrum here for black people. You got black people that's going to get up here and they making $150,000, $200,000. They in tech, they making money, but they can't tell nobody. Right? They just yeah. can't because yeah. they family going to act crazy. People yeah. around them going to Look at your dog. Look at all these people that get robbed. Um, I've met black people that make 250 a year. They got 250 coming in from rental properties. They got 250 coming in from their uh, VIP job, and they can't tell nobody, right? I, the the wealthier the black person, the less Facebook they got, social media they got. I'm gonna tell you right now. I when I travel, people are like Erica, you taking all these damn vacations? You need to save some money. I'm like, baby, these are all paid with points, credit card points, Marriott rewards points. This stuff has been prepaid for years in advance because I remember going to a conference and this man said, let me tell you something. You're a business owner. There's no freaking reason you can't take a vacation every month. He's like, you're doing a level so high above the average person. They shouldn't even be questioning why you're taking a vacation. You're doing mental gymnastics around them. Who cares what they think? Just don't post it. And, and people are like, oh, you're disrespectful. You're disrespectful. But I'm just telling you, like when I really go, I'm going on a trip to um, Africa, Zanzibar, Africa. In March, this trip is costing everybody like 6K. It's 20 of us going. It ain't even a thing. It ain't even a thing. And and again, that's why I keep trying to I keep trying to tell y'all people get upset about these course games. But I'll give you a little like if you can, let's say you get your hands on 80K. Let's say you do. Let's say you get on a game and you buy one property. This is a game. People do it for a long time. Let's say you get 80K. You buy one property. You get a HELOC. Let's say you get 60K out of it. Now, you got that one rental property, take that 6K HELOC, buy another rental property, something cheap. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about Indiana. I'm talking about Ohio. I'm talking about Detroit. Okay? Now, you're going to do it about three times. That's the birth strategy. People love it and hate it because what happens is on that third house, that little bit of money left over, you ain't got enough to do it again. The smart guy goes back, cleans up the, one of the rentals, and sells it and starts all over again. Did I lose you? No, I, I, follow. I follow. Okay, so 80K. You get that first property, you rent it out. So the bank looks up. Oh, man, she got 80K. I, I, I asked for the HELOC because they see I got an asset. It's making money. Mm -hmm. I get the 60K. I go buy another asset, right? Just going to be cheaper. Show the bank. Hey, because every time you're applying, you're showing the bank. I got, I got, look at this. I got this houses. I got mm -hmm. this. My, my, my assets are going up. Okay, yeah. right? So now you're on the second house. Get the HELOC again. You're going to get about 40K. Okay. So you may take that 40K and use it as a down payment. You know what I mean? Because you now have some kind of track record on another house. Yeah. Well, that last house, if you're smart, depending on how you buy it, and you clean it up, turn around and sell it. And you start that all over again. I know a guy started out with 80, and he's done that for five years. He just keeps rolling it, two, rolling it, third house sale, rolling it, third house sale. Oh, boy, I think it's at 50 units now. So, so the thing of it is, is like the excuse that, oh, I don't got no money. I don't have a lot of money. They, there's, there's white dudes playing that game, too. They're playing the only got 60K game. Mm -hmm. only got 50K. I'm going to get in that property, right? You, you got to understand, like, the excuses are in our mind at this point, right? Like, I, I hired that new marketing team, and they literally said, hey, Erica, if we don't do them again, 4,000 people to buy this one course for 100 bucks. I mean, there's 2 billion people on YouTube, y'all. There's 2 billion people on YouTube. If you are in a space talking about something and nobody is paying you, it should be your sign. Gotcha. Final question before I let you go. Uh, mm -hmm. Why build a new apartment complex instead of buying one that is already built? 
you are buying problems. You're buying an overvalued app. Right now, I can tell you right now, I can pull up Realtor.com right now and show you an apartment complex in Dallas that's for sale. It's the 10th time it's, it's been for sale in like five years. They come in, they buy it, they add a little bit of value to it. Now they mark it up. Oh, it's worth $7 million. So then they sell it again. Somebody else comes in, repaints it, changes some stuff around. Oh, it's worth $9 million. So then they sell it again. So that's why Grant Cardone, if you pay attention to Grant Cardone, he focused completely on the Southeast. And then he said, bump, y'all, bump Oklahoma, bump Houston, bump Texas. Everybody's chasing that. He started doing just Florida. Why? South Florida, all the people that's in South Florida, and it's too expensive, they're going to go what? North, North Florida. Yeah. All the people coming down from New York, they coming down, they're like, Miami, it's crazy. That's New York prices. I'm going to go North Florida, too. Again, I, I'm getting offered a piece of land near um, St. Lucie, Florida for, like, nothing. Oh, take it. You better take it. For nothing. And I'm like... How much to build on this? Found some black contractors. It's like nothing. And so the game, and see, the thing about housing game, <laughs> you literally can do it in phases. You can do that first 15% where you do the foundation, the layouts, the pipe. Then you go to bank, hey, bank, look, I got the, look, I got the foundation done. You know, I'm just, you know, go ahead and cut me that other check. Boom, cut the next check, do the next part. It, it's such a game. So... Well, okay. I'm not going to hold you. I know you... you Somebody you're... said I'm missing out on that dink life. It, I mean, you know, it used, I don't know that wording is D-I-N-K, but yeah, of, of course. Oh, okay. I, 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 I promote couples. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Listen, you know, you know me. I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the process. I'm getting, I'm getting on out of here. I'm going to go ahead and get wrapped up. That's um, Nick. Nick Taylor says I'm going to go drag somebody to the courthouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. Shout, shout yourself out. Plug yourself by all means, please. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Erica Classicon Blog, author of Smartphone Millionaire Book. This is the first of many uh, I want to do and talk with uh, you about, Super Sly, because you have a small channel, but you're a unique channel. You have a membership. And my biggest thing is I want people to be a creative artist. I want them to be able to be creative, to talk about whatever they want, and still monetize. So that's why I'm over here on this channel today. I respect your craft. Um, you can catch me talking about a lot of things on my channels. But yeah, I'd really talk about digital real estate. I talk about how to build a business from scratch, how to how to monetize YouTube. Because really, the fact is, you can make 10k a month off YouTube just starting out. Like in 24 days, you can monetize your YouTube. The thing is, we want it to be fun. We want to be flashy. We want to be famous. We want to go viral. And so you got old boy over here. Um, there's guy. Probably never heard of him. He's called like Rock Like What. He's got a small channel. He makes a million a year doing credit repair and trade lines. Small channel. I'm not even Barely mad. anybody knows of him. I'm not mad. You protect know, this so. woman. We must protect this woman. Thank you, sis, for your time. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you guys soon. Okay. Have a good one. Yeah. All right. This is going to Patreon. Uh, once again, thank Erica for, for hanging out with me for, you know, for her, because uh, she's a busy, busy gal. So I'm always humbled. Uh, thank you guys in the chat. Thank you, everybody that supported. The replays, Patreon. Y'all have a good one. Peace.